Welcome to Tickle Me Pink 305. I am your host, Linda Jose. This podcast is created as a platform to allow single parents and guardians to come together to discuss life experiences. Oh yeah, it's about to start. So get comfortable and let us tickle you pink. I'm sure by now you all have heard of COVID-19, or better known as coronavirus. Unfortunately, my last recording was dated April 2020, where I was like, coronavirus is time for you to go. That was in April. We're now in July, and this virus is running rampant here in Florida. Statistics shows that we are the second largest state after New York. Today's statistics shows Miami-Dade County, 95,067 people confirmed positive. 1,354 deaths. That's just Miami-Dade County. That's not including Broward, Palm Beach, Orange County, just to name a few. We're in Miami-Dade County, and it's not looking good. Hmm. My fear is for everyone else, too. However, what about the pregnant women? Those mothers who are expecting either their first second or third child what and what is corona doing to them how are they feeling what are the side effects stay tuned we will have a nurse practitioner Jancy Etienne who will give us some ideas and some clues and some facts COVID-19 having COVID-19 while pregnant for tonight is Jancy Etienne, APRN nurse practitioner practicing nursing for 14 years. She earned her master's degree in nursing June 2016 from South University, currently working as a nurse practitioner at a local OBGYN office in North Miami Beach, Florida, where she treats women of all ages. Welcome to TMP 305. Good evening, Jancy Itzien. First question, I have, well, first of all, I have a two-part question for you. What is coronavirus and how does it spread? Okay, good evening again. So coronavirus, basically, it's, um, it's a virus that causes illness in the respiratory system. We all know it as COVID-19, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's 
from person to person, cold contact, it can be air, we call it droplet precaution or airborne. Mm-hmm. So we basically tell patients, everyone, like everybody's saying, like we're here in the news, social distance, physical distance, wear your mask, and the six feet, heck, even 12 feet. You just have to try to stay away from as people as, as you can and protect yourself, wear your mask. A lot, a lot of people, they take, um, they take, whatchamacallit, touching precautions where, you know, they go to stores or you touch anything, you want to wear your gloves. Me, personally, at work, I change gloves between every single patient. When we are doing ultrasounds for our pregnant women, I'm wiping everything down before and after. It's just a precaution, safety. We're trying to protect ourselves. At the same time, we're trying to protect the patients as well. So how dangerous is this virus for uh, pregnant women? How dangerous is it? Because you did mention that it's airborne as well. Not airborne per se, but the, the droplets are in the air. And that's also a, a factor where it can enter your eye and your nose. That's another way. W- that's also how it um, affects people. But how dangerous would you say it is for a pregnant woman? Okay, from a pregnant woman, from from my readings and from after speaking with you know my head doctor and from from research or what or whatnot. Women that contract the virus, possibility, not women, the pregnant women, they may go into preterm labor okay. where the baby is born before time. Okay. I have even heard of women who have the virus had stillborn. Wow. Not for sure how how it affected them per se or what other issues the mother had. Okay. So we have to put all that into consideration. Yes, you've contracted the virus and this has happened to you, but we don't know what else the patient has had. You know what I mean? Okay. But um, at what stage does this virus affect the fetus? Do you Is there any medical studies that, that determines, is it during the uh, third or fourth day where the virus really affects the fetus? Or what, what stage does it the virus affects it? Okay, um, I haven't seen any studies yet as far as how it affects the fetus. Because I have heard of mothers, and we had a patient who has had the virus. Baby was born, baby was fine. Okay. So I think it's a hit or miss. Okay. And it all depends on what's really going on with the patient or the, um, the baby. Let's say if the baby was already deemed to be sick or have other issues so with being affected by the virus it just puts them more at risk I read on the, in the news where there was a lady I don't have her name um, who was pregnant and she con she was uh, diagnosed with COVID-19 and they put her in a state of uh, she was in a coma and she gave birth to the baby and wasn't even aware that she gave birth. Is when she came to, when she revived, is when she noticed that her belly was flat and the baby was already born. And she doesn't even remember her labor pains. 
So this just shows me how uh, extreme this coronavirus or COVID-19 is to the point where if a mom is in the coma where she's not even able to feel anything because it's so, so, um, so dangerous and, and life-threatening. Now, let me ask you a question. Now, this mother did, was it a C-section? Did she have to push the baby again? She was in a coma already. She was already in a coma already due to um, having coronavirus. And Uh, she just went into labor. Uh, The article does not state whether she had a C-section or they the doctor decided to take the baby it doesn't state that it just states that she went into labor and had no recollection of it and gave birth to this baby so I'm, I'm assuming that she pushed the baby somehow her body just miraculously just gave birth without her knowing well from my knowledge if she was comatose um then there's no way she could have pushed that baby. Um, she, they had to have taken that baby out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if she, that means she's out cold. How is she gonna be able to push? Yeah, her body is physically well. Mentally, she's not awake. I don't know if the body's able to give life that way without the mom knowing. I really don't know. But the article didn't state. I wish I was there. Yeah, the article didn't state whether it was cesarean section. She just said that she, when she came to, she gave birth and didn't even know. So it didn't, didn't state. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, next question. Yeah. It says, um, okay. was, can... Was, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You can finish. No, I was going to just add on to what you said. Yes, this virus is very much so dangerous. Some people are not get affected as much as others. But look at the numbers. People are dying. I've never seen this ever. Yeah. People are dying of this more than they die of cancer. Yeah. Or HIV AIDS. Yeah. So this is crazy. This is very much so dangerous. And we, like, I, I will always say this. We just have to really, really, really protect ourselves. Yeah. And be safe and try our best. If we don't have to go somewhere, if it's not an urgency, remain home we'll be right back right after a few messages from our sponsors Are you looking for a vegetarian restaurant that provides supplements, vegetarian cuisine, and vegetarian drinks, all natural drinks? Look no further. Please visit Hakeen at Hakeen Vegetarian Restaurant here in North Miami Beach, Florida. Hakeen Vegetarian Restaurant is located at 73 Northeast 167th Street, in the heart of North Miami Beach. Zip code 33162. Phone number 305-405-6346. They are welcoming and loving people. Place your order and come by and pick it up.
My name is Rebecca Thomas, his redeemed servant with Redeeming Life Gatherings. Listen, if you are a woman seeking to be surrounded by a positive community, seek no more. Redeeming Life hosts monthly gatherings where you will experience intentional connections, a soulless atmosphere, redemption, new beginnings, being inspired while growing in your faith. So if you'd like to experience and find out when our next gatherings will be, please follow us on Instagram at underscore redeeming life and or email us at redeemedservant7 at gmail.com. This is a safe space created for you. So come, be encouraged, be refreshed, be his. See you at our next gathering. And now back to your host, Linda Jose. I know that um, COVID-19 is is fairly a new uh, virus and there's not too many studies out there. However, in your opinion and or have you heard of any studies where um, contracting this coronavirus or COVID-19 can affect women from becoming pregnant in the future? No, I studies have not come out with that, but... I've heard, I've known patients who have had the, the virus and are, are pregnant. Okay. But again, it's very new, so who knows what tomorrow will bring? Who knows what they're going to do with tomorrow? Yeah. Every day, it's a new finding. Yeah, that's true. Because, um... In saying that, um, some viruses can be passed from mother to fetus in utero, including, I know back then we there was Zika and there was uh, rubella and measles and other uh, diseases, even HIV, herpes, hepatitis, just to name a few, that can be transferred from, from mother to fetus um, in utero. And this virus here, it, it seems as if it can affect the baby depending on the underlining illnesses that I think causes it to become a higher risk for the baby and the mom. What do you think? No, you're correct. So based on what mother has or mother doesn't have, let's say you have a healthy mother who doesn't have any issues. Mm-hmm. They can have the virus and they give birth to their baby, baby's fine, mother comes out fine, you just have to, you know, get on their antibiotics, quarantine yourself, and everybody's okay. However, okay. if you have a mother that already has underlying conditions, such as diabetes, or high blood pressure, or any type of heart disease, uh-huh. that puts them at a more higher risk to fight off this virus. Yeah. What is it, I'm just throwing it out there, out of what you've learned or been exposed to, what is it about this virus that makes it so detrimental? Is it is it more than just the obstruction of the airwave airways that it causes in the body? Or what is it about this virus that causes it to be so destructive? Okay, studies show 
that after autopsies being done on certain patients mm-hmm. that have had it, they found blood clots. Blood clots. Okay. Yeah. So, for example, we have one of our patients was pregnant, mm-hmm. and she is positive for the virus. So now we have put her on certain blood thinners okay. to help fight that based on what we found. Mm-hmm. On based on based on what studies have found that after all studies have been done because of the blood clot that they found. So that's another way of trying to fight the virus for this certain patient. I'm looking here and it says here that CDC also includes these symptoms. Here are a few that they list. They said the common symptoms include fever, dry cough, tiredness. Um, the less common symptoms are aches and pains, sore throat, diarrhea, conjunctivitis, headaches, loss of taste or smell, rash on skin, or discoloration to fingers or toes. The serious symptoms um, difficulty breathing or shortness of breath, chest pain or pressure, loss of speech um, of movement, loss of speech of movement. Seek, and then they're saying for every anyone who are showing symptoms to seek immediate medical attention. Is this a virus that people could weigh out or no? I know they say seek immediate attention, but I've heard recently that the hospitals are turning away patients who are showing signs. Yeah, that's very unfortunate. Um, yes, I that too. Mm, that's a tough one. Honestly, I don't know what to say about that part. Because the hospitals are so overexhausted. Yeah. With everybody coming in with all these symptoms. So I guess what I think they're probably doing, they're triaging the patients for seeing what their symptoms are, how severe it is based on somebody else's uh-huh. symptoms is more severe. Mm-hmm. They have to take the other person. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah. That's why it's, again, people, we need to stay home. Really, exactly. Really. We don't need to go anywhere. We need to stay, we need to, we need to advocate for ourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I um and there's actually the same thing for any medical personnel that's working at the hospital, that's working the real real front line. Yeah. Because I myself, I work at the office. Yeah. I, I don't I'm front line but not as much as the hospital. Exactly. I the hospital personnel, the ER nurses, the ER doctors, the respiratory therapists, all of those personnel, they are so much at risk. So my suggestion is if anybody is sick, even if you're working, you don't feel well, don't go to work. Uh-huh. Call out. You have to protect yourself. If you are sick, how are you going to give care to somebody else? Exactly. You know, and I always say this. If your family cannot replace you, we are indispensable when it comes to our families. But the job, they can easily replace you with somebody else easily. You're right. You have to really take heed and put that into consideration. Exactly. I know we're saving lives, but we have to take care of ourselves too. Because how good are we to anybody if we're not good to ourselves? Exactly. 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 I completely agree. So I think, um, being that we live here in South Florida, um, they have been discussing a possible second shutdown. But it seems as if, due to the economy, that it's not something that might take place. However, we have to do our part, like you said. If we don't need to go out, we need to stay indoors. That is the best remedy for this disease is to prevent exposure to it. 
and women who are pregnant needs to be in in um, quarantine or isolated as much as children do I would say they're just as fragile yeah definitely I know a lot of a lot of my pregnant women I ask them are you working are you not most of them they're like no I'm not working I'm home some patients say the only time I feel when I have to come here to yeah. the office meaning their appointment okay so they they're really afraid of even going into the hospital to mm-hmm. go but that's where they have to go I understand. And how is your office running? Uh, how are you guys, how would I say, what is the new protocol that you guys have instilled in your practice right now? Um, our protocol, well, um, before we're not allowing any, we're not allowing any guests to come in, i.e. The, the baby's father, unfortunately, they cannot come to the appointment with the mother. Wow. Okay. And we're not allowing any extra guests, only the patient. And every and, and every patient get you in and uh-huh. get you out. And every patient is screened, like um, temperature taken and hand washing, so on and so forth. Is that implemented? Oh, from the beginning. Definitely hand sanitizer from the beginning to the end. And how and and, and how often should a pregnant woman wash her hands and um, you know take precaution like? even when they're not in your office, like even going to the car once they leave your office, like what do you suggest that they do? I suggest that, you know, because every time you touch mm-hmm. something, like, you know, the doorknob or whatnot, you want to be careful how you open up the doorknob and after that, just hand sanitize your hands. Yeah. Once when you get home, open water or whatever you have. Okay. That has open water, open water. Of course, when you're home, Wash your hands and also wipe down anything that you touch repeatedly. Wipe down surfaces, correct. Wipe down surfaces. I know, um, I don't know how they were saying it, but I know somewhere on the news they're saying wipe down surfaces every 30 minutes. How realistic is that? However, but let's say yeah. you're working in the kitchen, mm-hmm. wipe the surface before you start, wipe the surface after you're done. Yeah. In the restroom, before, after. If you have children around, just try to sanitize as much as you can. Yeah. Wipe before and after. Mm-hmm. And, hey, I, I, I think that'll work. And plenty of people do not have the virus because they are home. They're doing their part. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking time to speak with us regarding this. It's very important that we all educate each other, take the time to educate one another. Each one, teach one. That's one of the slogans that I think it's, it's, it's the best way to, to, to uh, teach other people how to do certain things so each one teach one so if there's something i don't know you're there to to speak to me i think we um knowledge is power we all need to share exactly so in this case when it comes to coronavirus a lot of pregnant women some of them are home and some of them are not i've seen some women who are out and about no they're not wearing any um masks or anything and they're walking without any protection. Uh, before we close out, um, 
what would you say to women who are walking? I know that walking is is a very important component when it's when you're getting closer to that date. They, the doctor always tell you walk as much as possible and get your exercise and sleep well and so on and so forth. But nine times out of ten, a lot of people are not wearing masks while they're outside. They believe and feel as if they're not going to catch this virus. So what do you think? They need to wear their mask. Because now, even before, even when we were walking outside, they they were saying, you know, you're okay, you don't have to. But the numbers, the num- numbers don't lie, you know. So we need to wear a mask at all times. Now, I know they're implementing the law where you have to wear your mask, even walking outside. Yeah, even in, so in parking they lots. Have to. Yes. So, yes, like, if you're going somewhere, once you're in your car, I think the only place we're kind of safe is, like, if you're in your car alone. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. In your car alone, you don't really need to wear your mask if you don't want to. But mm-hmm. once you're stepping out that car, please place right. that mask on your face and walk down and do what you have to do. Great advice, and we're going to close with that. Thank you so much for taking time off, like I said before, and I kind of digressed a little bit. But um, thank you for taking time off and speaking with us. This is Tickle Me Pink Miami Dade, your host, Linda Jose, and my guest. Say your name, please. Nancy APN, APRN. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Tickle Me Pink can be heard at the following media outlets. Of course, Anchor FM, TMP305, Google Podcasts, Tickle Me Pink 305, or TMP305, or Spotify.com at Tickle Me Pink 305, Breaker.audio at Tickle Me Pink 305, or radiopublic.com tickle me pink 305 you can find us at the following social media outlets please follow and subscribe tickle me pink welcomes you <laughs>